So uh, he started teaching on long-suffering. And so I'm going to continue on that teaching this evening. So we are still looking at uh, long-suffering. And when Pastor was teaching us some weeks ago, he made mention of uh, James chapter 5 and verse 11, saying that when Job has endured, he soft the hand of the Lord. And he was explaining to us that the end of the Lord is not as in the end of the Lord. He was talking about the end of what the Lord wants to actually do for him. So tonight, we will just press further, trusting that the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. So, come with me to Habakkuk chapter 2. And I will be reading the New King James Version from here. This was Prophet Habakkuk. He was standing before God. And he says, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me. And I will answer when I'm corrected. Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablet that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak, not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Now, the matter tonight, the scripture was saying, though it tarries, and it was still saying again, it will not tarry. To me, I could see the scripture saying that even though it looks as if it's taking time, but there is a point that it will come to that it will actually happen. And let me say something to you that wherever you find yourself, I ask that uh, you know what the Lord is doing concerning your life. Because confusion is the problem is the beginning of a problem to any man. When a man is not confused, he doesn't have problem. But when a man is not sure of what the Lord is saying, when a man is not sure of what to do, that is the beginning of the problem. You must have heard a saying that says, the end justifies the means. But in the kingdom, it is not like that. The process is as equally as important as the result. So if God will do anything through you, then he who owns the mandate owns the process. So there is a point at which God takes you through. And it looks as if it is delaying. If you are like me, that, you know, when we were much younger, we actually planned our life that, by this year, I must have finished secondary school. By this year, I must have served. It came to a point, I looked at all what I've said in the past. Ah, 
It's as if I'm not there. And let me say this to you that your timing is not a yardstick for your answer prayers. That is not happening in the time you think it will happen does not mean God has not heard your prayers. When Pastor read Mark chapter 11, verse 24, for us the last time, he was saying, when, when you ask anything, believe that ye have them, and ye shall have them. Believe that you have them. So, between believing that you have them and having them, there is a process. Now, when we are talking about long-suffering, you should have asked the children of Israel when Pharaoh was pursuing them that night. According to the scripture, about 605,000 men left Egypt that night, besides children and women. So approximately, there were about 3 million Israelites that wanted to cross the Red Sea. And all through the night, the scripture said that Pharaoh pursued them all through. But it seems as if deliverance will not come. When I hear people say there is a light at the end of the tunnel, I sit down and I ask myself, why is the light at the end of the tunnel? That means there are moments of darkness that you will only trust God to navigate that area. Whatever does not pass through process can never last. And sometimes you begin to wonder what God wants to do for your life or what you are asking God. Why does it take time for God to do it? It is because whatever God does for his children, eternity is always in view. God has considered so many things that will happen. So it takes time to prepare you. 30 years before he could step into what God wants him to do. We are looking at long suffering tonight. And when you hear the word suffering, it means what? To be in hardship. To endure hardship. And the word long means it's a span. And you see, in the faculty of long-suffering, you will find departments like patience. You will find departments like perseverance. You will find departments like endurance. Because long-suffering is, is a general name. It's an household name. It's an institutional name for waiting. Because all the days of our life, we will wait on God. Because you don't know the next thing ahead of you. Except it gives you a grasp. No man knows the things of man, save the spirit of man. And no man knows the things of God, save the spirit of God. It is the spirit that searches the deep. It is the spirit that goes into the mind of God. So pending the time that the spirit brings message to us, there is a point at which we wait on God. Let's look at Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22. Galatians chapter 5 
and verse 22. If you have Amplified, please. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22. But the fruit of the Holy Spirit is the work which his presence within accomplishes. Is love, joy, patience, and even temper, forbearance. When we are talking about long-suffering, long-suffering is the willingness to stick with things. No matter how it looks like. And in a moment now, I'm going to be sharing with you what happens while you are waiting. And how you should wait. Willingness to stick with things. And it also means to undergo hardship. You know, for, for many of us that have gone through the institution, there are some exams that even after you've done them, when you hear it, you still feel, I don't want to come across this course again. And there are some courses that you can close your eyes. If they wake you up from your sleep, you do it. Praise God. So long-suffering is the willingness to wait when necessary. Men who are not patient cannot work with God. Because if you are going to work with God, you have to trust the process. So, can I tell you tonight that long-suffering is beyond waiting. It's beyond the ability to wait. But how you act while waiting. Because you might act, you might wait, and not act the way God wants you to wait. The promise over the life of Abraham is that I'm going to give you a child. That was at 75. When Abraham got to 86, there was a suggestion. And the critical thing is that while we are waiting, what I always pray for is that God does not bless our mistake. Because in Genesis chapter 17 and verse 18, Abraham was praying to God that Ishmael may live before God. So can I tell you tonight that when you are undergoing something, when you are passing through hard times, when you are going through trials, there is a way to wait. Because even in waiting on God, there is direction. He who owns the process, he who owns the mandate, owns the process. So if you are waiting on God, you have to trust him enough to give you direction even when you are waiting. Praise God. Come with me to Habakkuk chapter 2 that we first read. 
Habakkuk in chapter 2. How should a man wait? Number one, a man waits by standing. You remember the pastor taught us standing and then keep standing. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 13. So the first thing why you are waiting is to stand. Because I tell you, the promises that God gives you, situations will appear opposite. It will look as if that thing that God said to you is not coming forth. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. So in your long suffering, you have to understand the principle of standing. That your faith does not waver. What the Lord said to you last year, if he has not fulfilled it, wait upon it. Because one thing I've known God for is that faithful is he that has promised. So when you are put on the whole armor of God, in your long suffering, you still need to stand. You know what? When you are waiting upon God, different suggestions will come. In your work with God, there will be a lot of suggestions. It was only a suggestion that Satan made to Eve in the garden. And Eve looked at the fruit. And he said, it was good. So, having done all, you need to stand on your feet. You need to believe the word of God. If you are standing last week, you still need to stand this week. Because the process is a long one. That is why it's called long suffering. And the tenor with which it lasts, only God determines it. So if you rush out of the process of God in that dimension, you are not capable to handle the things of God. I said it to you when we began. I said whatever God wants to do for you, eternity is always in view. The kingdom is always in view. So for a man to learn how to wait, he has to stand. That is why Habakkuk was saying, I will stand. First thing first, you need to stand. Proverbs chapter 24 and verse 10. Proverbs 24 and verse 10. If you faint in the days of adversity, your strength is small. So there are so many things to do while you are undergoing that process. 
Because where we will know whether you have strength is in the days of adversity. We can't determine the strength you have until the day of battle. Psalm 78 and verse 9. The children of Ephraim being harmed, even with bow, they turn back in the day of battle. And what made them turn back? They were not standing. They were not standing. The second thing, what happens when you're waiting? Number two, you set yourself. You see, for those of us that know a little about football, there is a position they call striking position. And one of the things they use to rate a striker is the ability to position for goal. So, in your long suffering, you should be able to position yourself to hear what the Lord will say. When a man is standing, standing alone is not sufficient. He needs to position himself. Because it is this moment that God dish out his vision to men. It is in your trying times that God gives you what he wants to do with your life. Whatever God is interested in, the devil is also interested in it. So, if you are standing, are you setting yourself? To set yourself is to mount your garrison, to be at, to be at alert. To be on standby. You are ready for everything. Number three, what happens when you are waiting? You watch. Habakkuk said, I will stand and set myself on the rampart and watch to see. First Peter chapter, eight, chapter 5 and verse 8. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8. Yeah. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking who he may devour. Be sober, be vigilant, be watchful. So, if you are going to overcome that trying times, you need to be watchful. You need to be vigilant. Because you don't determine when God speaks to you. What he wants is that you are accessible. You are listening every moment. So, when a man is standing and he has set himself, the next thing is that he watches. He wants to see, he wants to hear what the Lord will say about his situation. He wants to know what is going on about his life. 
can I tell you that in your moment of waiting, the next thing you need to do is to have writing peace. You see? Okay, come to John chapter 19, when Jesus was crucified. John chapter 19, verse 19. John 19, 19. And Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross. And the writing was Jesus of Nazareth, the king of the Jews. Verse 20 now. This title then read many of the Jews for the place where Je for the place where Jew was where Jesus was crucified was nigh to the city. And it was written in Hebrew, Greek, and Latin. 21. Then said the chief priest of the Jews to the Pilate, Write not the king of the Jews, but he said, I am the king of the Jews. 22 now. Pilate answered, what I have written, I have written. What Pilate wrote, he wrote it in Hebrew, he wrote it in Greek, and he wrote it in Jewish language. In Latin, rather. Because there is a power in writing. The things that God has been speaking to you, are you writing them? Because the things he wants to dish out to you, your, your brain cannot capture everything. And there are some things that, I don't know whether it has happened to you before, that you wake up with some thoughts, and just by going to pee and coming back, it flies. And you begin to rattle your brain. It's only by the spirit of the, uh, it's only by the help of the spirit that such things comes. So if a man is standing and has set himself to watch, he needs to write. What you have written down will help you through the time that I have, through the dark moment. Because that those are the testimony of God upon your life. So your jotting part should not be far from where you are sleeping. You should always carry one with you. God can choose to say anything to you at any point in time. A word. Enough to change your situation. So sometimes... What we go through throughout the day, when we come back, we don't even remember. But Habakkuk was saying, there is a style I want to take so that I can adequately weigh on what the Lord is saying. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2. Then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it, for the vision is yet an appointed time. Can I tell you tonight that the things that God has promised you, between now and that time, there is a process. And many things is going to happen along the line. So if you are writing it down, looking at it should give you confidence. That I know what the Lord is saying. You could remind God. 
that, Lord, this is what you said to me exactly this time. Because God is faithful to his word. You know one thing about long-suffering? Is that you need faith in your moment of trial. You need faith. And the reason is because there are some times that you don't even understand what is going on. You know, sometimes they say when to resolve a conflict, you first of all know what has caused it and all those stuff. But there are some times that you don't even know what is going on. But the only thing you will need to do is to trust on God, to stay with him. Until he moves, nothing moves. I begin to wonder when the Lord was taking the children of Israelite from Egypt. I was thinking God could carve a place for them that is different. But even the promised land were occupied by the enemies. So the places God is sending you to are already occupied. But this is the good news, that God is ready to displace the enemy so that he can set you there. So on that journey of destination, there are moments that you will need to wait upon God for a longer period of time. You know, pastor was saying, was it this Sunday, that Abraham waited for 25 years? And I begin to ask myself, can I wait for a promise for 25 years? That is an example of long suffering. You know, at a point, Abraham was praying to God. He said, is it this Eliezer of Damascus that will take care of everything that I have? God said, I will give you. Number one, let's look at what does long-suffering help us achieve? Because it's a fruit of the Spirit. Once it grows in us, what does it help us to achieve? Number one, it helps us to take away our dross. Proverbs chapter 25 and verse 4. Proverbs 25. Take away the dross from the silver, and there shall come forth a vessel for the finer. So, what long suffering help us achieve is that you say, in the moment of waiting, you are being pruned by God. You are being worked upon by God. Impure materials are being taken away from silver. But guess what? This process, you eat the silver. It is, not, it, it is not an easy process to remove the dross from the silver. So one way by which God removed dross from our life so that our silver can come is by allowing us going through certain challenges. God was saying to the children of Israel, he said, I can take them through a, 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 a shutter route 
It will just be 40 days for them to get to where they, they are going. But the Lord said, lest they see war. And what? And run away. So God has to take them through the way of wilderness so that he can prepare them. So can I tell you tonight that the moment of suffering for long, a moment of making, a moment of preparation, because of what God is bringing to us. Number two, what does long suffering help us achieve? It helps us to build capacity. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. Isaiah 40 and 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. Because in the kingdom, you renew your strength by waiting on God. You mount up wings by waiting. You run by waiting. You walk by waiting. So what the Lord is doing through you and what the Lord is doing in you, when you are passing through that moment, are things that helps you build capacity. If God takes us through the shorter route, when we see war, we will run back. So it takes us to a moment, it takes us through a process of making. It takes us through a process of pruning. So that the silver can come out for the final. Number three. What long-suffering help us achieve? It helps us to obtain the promise of the Father. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 36. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 36. For ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. What the Lord wants to do for you, if you accurately wait upon him, you will achieve it. What the Lord said concerning you, if you wait through the moment of that suffering, at the end, you will achieve it. You know, I, I remember when I was much younger than this, and maybe I am sick. I don't like taking medicine. But there is this app my mom's always prepared. But you know, the app can be very bitter. And there is a question I do ask her. The question is, if I take this app with this ailment leave, and once she says, it will. I wouldn't care. I wouldn't. Although I know it will be very bitter, but at the end, I will be fine by evening time. So, if the Lord is saying anything to you, and you are passing through what doesn't look like it, I say to you tonight, wait. Endure. 
Because at the end of that, you will obtain the promise of the Father. Number four. It gives us confidence and assurance. You remember when the children of Israel were leaving Mount Sinai? Moses said, Lord, don't take us from here if you are not going with us. We are far along here, but if your presence will not go, if we will not be with you as we go on this journey, please don't take us. So when you have waited upon the Lord, he gives you an assurance. And when the Lord said, my presence will go with you, they were ready to depart. Because guess what? The maker of the heaven and earth is moving with them. So that is the same person moving with you in whatever you are passing through now. So when he says wait, wait on it. When he says move, move. Because until God has moved, nothing will move. Let me just look at this story as I begin to close. When you are going through certain period of time uh, of challenges, what I want you to understand is that at a point you might not see what the Lord is doing. Because when the Lord makes you wait, He prepares a table before you. He makes your enemy wrong. He prepares blessings for you. And we can see that in Second Kings chapter 7. Can we look at that? This is the story of the four lepers. When there, when there was a siege on Samaria, then Elisha said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Tomorrow about this time, please go to verse 3. Verse 3. And there were four leprous men at the entry in of the gate, and they said to one another, Why sit here till we die? Verse 4. If we say we will never enter into the city, then the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit still here, we will die also. Now therefore come, and let us fall unto the host of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we shall live, and if they kill us, we shall die. Verse and they raised up in the twilight to go unto the camp of the Syrians. And when they were come to the uttermost part of the camp of Syria, behold, there were no men there yet. For the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots and a noise of horses, even the noise of great hosts. And they said to one another, Lo, the king of Israel had hired king against us, and the king of Hittite and the king of the Egyptians to come upon us. Verse 7, Wherefore they arose and fled in twilight and left their tent and their horses and their asses, even the camp as it was. As I begin to look at this verse, these were people that have been besieged. These are people that have been confined to a spot. But look at what the Lord is doing in the camp of the enemy. 
So when God is making you wait, he's preparing a table before you. Psalm 90 verse 1, the message version. Sorry, that's not what I'm looking for. Sorry. He who dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Can I tell you that the accurate style for waiting is by intimacy? You cannot understand the totality of God if you are not waiting on God. And the moment a believer stops praying and stops studying the word of God, it's just a matter of time. He's going to enter into temptation. Luke chapter 22 and verse 49. Luke 22 and 49. He says, pray. Luke 22, 49. All right, please come back to that Psalm 91. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Can I tell you tonight that where the Lord resides is the secret place. And for you to understand the secret of the Lord, you must take your secret place so serious. Because in the secret, you will find God. In the secret, you will learn of God. In the secret, you will have the word of God. The message says, he who dwell, under, he who dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under Shaddai's shadow. Do you know what it means to be under the shadow of God? They don't see you. They only see God because you are under the shadow. So I ask you tonight that no matter what you are passing through, you will pass through, we, we all pass through it. But he who will dwell in the secret place of the Most High is the only one that has the legality to appear under the shadow of the Almighty. Can I ask you tonight that how is your secret place? That is where God strengthens your heart. That is where God gives you the word. That is where God ministers to your soul. The secret place is the secret to persevere. The secret place is the secret to endure for long. Because in the secret place, God communes with you. Fellowshipping is all what we need if we are going to endure. In Philippians chapter 3 and verse 10, Paul says that I may know him. And it came to a point, he said, that I might understand the, that I might understand the fellowship
of his suffering. If there is no cross, there is no glory. Whatever you are passing through is just for a moment. It will move. It will move. And I will round up by saying this. In Luke chapter 5 and verse 5, can you give me that? Luke chapter 5 and verse 5. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night and we have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. Verse 6. And when he had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net break. As I got to this point, I asked myself, if God has not configured me, what is the usefulness of his blessing if my net will break? Having God taking you through all these times, and when he brings his blessing, what is the usefulness of that blessing when there are nets we are breaking? Because they were catching multitudes of fishes. And before you know it, if that net keeps breaking, at the end of the day, there will be nothing to take home. So when you are suffering for long, Building capacity is essential because when God blesses you, your net should not break. John chapter 21. Give me verse 10 and 11. John 21, 10 and 11. Jesus said unto them, Bring of the fish which ye have now caught. And verse 11, Simon Peter went up and drew the net to the land, full of great fishes, and hundred and fifty and three. And for all the, there were so many, yet was not the net broken. Can we rise to our feet? Can we rise to our feet? What happened to them in Luke chapter 5 when the fishes came and their net got broken? They have built capacity along the land. And no matter how much fishes they've caught this time around, I was wondering why did the scripture included that? That this time around, their net will not break. Can I ask you tonight? That you just bow your head. Just, just tell God in one word. That Lord, whatever you are going to take me through, when your blessing comes upon my life, let my net not break. Just come in with the Father. Because the essence of suffering for long 
is that we build capacity. Our net is strengthened so that when fish is coming to it, it will not break. That day we just ask. That we know you are taking us through so many things in life. Just for us that when we come into that place you are taking us to, we should not corrupt the promised land. We should not act the way the enemies are acting. Our nets should not break. We just pray to you tonight that you will help us again. We trust you that you will help us, that our net will not break. Daddy, we thank you for sending your word to us again this evening. Be thou exalted in the name of Jesus. Let your word have deep roots in us and let it bring forth fruit in hundredfold. Thank you, Abba Father, for in Jesus' mighty name I will pray.